Man, you guys are getting all rowdy on us. <laughs> love you, Doug. Don't just love Pastor Doug. Come on. Amen. Let's just honor him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, um, so I want to, um, if the elders can come back again. The elders. I saw the elders. And because uh, I don't want to be responsible for not choosing, you know, the I, uh, this, I'm going to put, put the work on them. Uh, this is my wife issuing divine restraining orders from the court prayers and declaration. There's a nice art piece that you can put in the home and frame. So can you give it to one of the mothers? You decide. <laughs> my book, Dangerous Prayers from the Courts of Heaven that Destroy Evil Altars, my first prayer book, brother. You give it to a mother. Amen. That you, amen. You, you, you decide who you give it to. <laughs> This is a tough job for them. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you love, I speak to the earth. Uh, I love you, man. Thank you again for allowing me to, you know, here's the reason I'm here. I love you, man. Let's give this to one of the mothers. Amen. My latest book, Food Wars, Finding God in the Midst of the Food Wars. If you do want to get healthy, this is your book. Now, do you decide who you give it to? <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then, um, amen. Uh, and uh, the the other one is my book called The Order of Melchizedek. I'm going to be teaching for me to, to this morning. Who you do you give, which mother do you give it to? Amen. Yeah? <laughs> now, we have the last one. You're going to have to give it away again. Uh, issuing divine restraining orders from the courts of heaven. Uh, amen. Come on, somebody. So you need to... That's, yeah, you decide who, which, which mother gets it this morning. Amen. The rest of you go and buy for your mothers on my book table. <laughs> Amen. What a big deal. Yeah. What a big deal. Hallelujah. Mothers are so important. Even Jesus had one. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I'm not going to be long, really, uh, because uh, we want to celebrate Mother's Day today. I know that uh, you guys don't have many restaurants, so there'll be a lot of lines to, uh, to have to overcome, but we do it for our mothers, you know, and... Uh, but uh, on behalf of my wife and uh, myself, we love this place. We love you guys. Somebody was asking me, would you ever come back? I said, my brother, amen. He said, why would I, why would I miss the opportunity to make so many white people blush at the same time? <laughs> I said, the devil is a liar. I'm coming back. <laughs> so... We are, we are honored to be uh, to be here and to celebrate Mother's Day with you guys, Amen. And so, um, very quickly, turn in your Bibles. Turn in your Bibles. We're going to be talking about the order of Melchizedek and the office of woman. The order of Melchizedek and the office of woman. You're going to begin to understand that the woman. Talk to me, somebody. 
is more than just a person who's not a male. I'm going to show you that the we think that the word woman is to really define gender, but in the kingdom, the way God designed it, the word woman was supposed to be an office that Satan, that females can rise and operate in. Talk to me, somebody. God, you, you, God really, it's, it's, it's an interesting you to change your life. You know, and um, uh, let's turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 14, verse 11 to 20. Verse 11 to 20. Genesis 11, Genesis 14, sorry. Genesis 14, verse 11 to 20, and I'm using the New King James Version, but it doesn't matter what you are using. Amen. We can be blessed together. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions, and they went their way. Then they also took Lot, Abraham's brother's, they also took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods, and they departed. Then one who had escaped, somebody say one who had escaped. You see, in every generation, in every family, God must find somebody who escape what is killing everybody in the family. There has to be somebody who escape. Talk to me, somebody who escape into realms of understanding that would allow you to become the deliverer to your family. Because if everybody in the family is going through the same thing, fighting the same devils, then there is no deliverer. So inevitably, God chooses people to escape. And I believe the reason why some of you came to Christ first is because you are the one God chose to escape. Because in the story, it is the man that escaped the rampage that everybody went through that became the connection point to a deliverance of, of, of Lot and his brothers and his children and his wife. Thank God for the one that escaped. Talk to me, somebody. Amen? In my family, I was the first one to really escape by supernatural encounter with Jesus. And I, right after me, I remember when I escaped and I, f I found Yeshua. My, I was a, my, my, we were, my father was a staunchy Roman Catholic. I mean, most Catholics are very liberal at how they attend church. My father was a zealot. He was one of those Catholics, was supposed to be Catholics for life. You know, if my father was not married, he would have been a priest. So he was only few Catholic where you, the priest would come to hang out. Can you, you know, that was crazy. I, I woke up, I mean, I, I remember having, having dinners with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the priests in the house. Rarely you ever find that in a Catholic home because the priests don't go home. So don't go. But they would come for our, our mind. They, were, they had so much faith in him. So when I got born again, he got so upset with me, he took it personal. Because he thought that I was desecrating our faith. When I told him how radical my boy, my, uh, how I'd met Jesus, I was so excited to tell him. Because for the first time, I wanted to go to church. Uh, because, under, because under my father, I went to church by force. 
you don't want to be there, but you're also afraid of the fivefold ministry. So you are there, but now I wanted to be there for the right reasons. And I told him, and he got very mad, very mad that he, he renounced me. My mother is crying. She's begging him, but he was so upset. How can he leave the, 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 holy, you know, the holy sea, the only person on earth Jesus talks to? And, and God becomes a protestant. I mean, he was all into that. It was a tough one year because we didn't talk for one year. But I kept praying because I know how to, because I know I had escaped. I knew what I used to be and how I used to dread going to church, even though for an hour, because the nature in me did not want to be anyone near a church building. But now, I, I mean, I mean, a, a church could be ugly, and I'm there just lifting my hands because I just want to be there. So I know how I something had happened to me. One year of, of, of praying on my knees, crying to God for, oh Lord, how do you save this man? He's all, you know. Then one day my father had an habit of, had an habit of praying with the, what they call the rosary. No, if you may remember. Yeah, he did it twice a day. But, you know, that's even a lot for the priest, you know. But that's what he did. So one day, he, uh, a year after, he told me, oh, you, you have re I've renounced you. You can't be my son unless you change your mind about this foolishness you have got into. A year into that, into our separation, he, was he took the rosary and began to hold his hands around it. And he said when he got to the third bead, he said, Hail Mary, that's as far as could go. He had an audible voice. My father, in Africa, most, uh, mo most people have three names, you know. Uh, there's the English name, there's the African name, and then there's the last name, of course. My father had a middle name that he never wanted anybody to call him by because he didn't like the name. So nor did my mother or us ever call him by the third name. But you can imagine what name God chose to use to get his attention. In an audible voice, God spoke to him by his middle name and said, that is not the way, the voice said to him, that is not the way uh, to worship me. He freaked because he had never heard an audible voice of God and never expected to hear from God. Talk to me, somebody. His best hope of the other side was some purgatory with somebody that knows you. Come on, give you a hookup. <laughs> that was his idea of salvation. Talk to me, somebody. Amen? Uh, and, and, and so he freaks. He runs out of the, of the, of the bedroom because he thinks he's losing his mind. That day, he's so terrified, he never touches the rosary. Following day, he tries it again in a different room. <laughs> he thought, maybe something. <laughs> there must be a devil in our room. <laughs> You know, and he goes in a different room and he touches the beat, the, the beads again, starts going, Hail Mary, just gets to Hail Mary. The voice now calls him by his English name. I mean, clear, he said, Francis was as clear as someone was behind me. He said, Freak me out. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's not the way. They worship me. Ask me and I'll show you the way. He ran. For two days, he backslides, doesn't pray. <laughs> He's like, I need to give whatever this spirit is a couple of days to chill. And I'll try this thing again. <laughs> so the third attempt, he went and did it. And he said, again, the voice spoke. But this time, he said, son, it was like the dams of resistance, ignorance, all of that wrapped up in one inside of me. They just broke. He said, he said, suddenly a light, a revelation came. 
that staggered me, could this be the God of the Bible? Is it really talking to a man? Is it really talking to me? What is crying? The voice spoke for the final fourth time. Daniel, go to the city, find Francis, he knows the way. That is how the Lord reconciled me with my dad. So in any family, in any people, there must be somebody who escapes. Are you guys sure what I'm saying? Who, who gets to know a little bit more about God than anybody in your family. You know, so you escape some things. They have not yet escaped because God needs a deliverer for every family. So there was a man who escaped the rampage and he went and told Abraham. How many know it's really supernatural? It's really, this is, I mean, God can really set things up. You know, because Sodom was a big country. Imagine everybody in Oregon being captured. There's a lot of people in Oregon, the state. Imagine everybody rounded up, like very vicious enemies. Some of those were not killed. Rounded up, all of them, the whole country is rounded up. And the only one who escapes the rampage happens to, happens to know that Abraham and Lot are connected. That is not by chance. God wanted to bring Abraham into this fight because it was connected to who he was to become. Talk to me, somebody. Amen? There's some fights God has allowed us to, be, to get into it because there were unavoidable fights because in fighting it out, we found a God we did not know. And our life was forever changed. He says, he came to Abraham the Hebrew, verse, verse 13, verse, who dwelt by the terebin trees of Mamre, the Amorite. He, he dwelt by the terebin tree of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Esco and brother of Honor, and they were allies with Abraham. Very interesting. Abraham was living a quiet, what if you... So, so God and call, he was living a quiet Christian life, you know, the kind where uh, the, he, he, was, he was acting like he was spiritual Switzerland. He thought if he was just neutral to the warfare around him and he'd just be a good Christian, talk to me, somebody, somehow the devil would leave him alone. But the problem is, God does not raise men to avoid the devil, he raises men to deal with that guy face to face. Are you getting what I'm saying? Abraham is to discover that he's part of a priesthood that does not hide from a fight. And he was not called to be comfortable. Talk to me, somebody who was called to be transformational. Sometimes in being transformational, you get comfortable, but that's not the goal of a transformer. Transformation is about whatever it takes to bring God to my generation, I'm going to do it. Abraham is not living that way. He's got, he's, he's got money. But even the money has no real agenda because you never, your money will never really get an agenda until you get sold out for the kingdom. He's piled up a lot of cash. And somehow he's even getting lost in his own blessings. And God is about to wake him up and introduce him to a priesthood, an order that will carry the day for all eternity for the children of the, for the, children of the kingdom. 
I'm talking about how Abraham came to discover the order of Melchizedek as a priesthood of heaven. And uh, it, it's because he's forced into a fight. He's forced into a fight for his family. Talk to me, somebody. He's forced into a fight for what? His family. Why? Because that's the nature of the Melchizedek order. It will force you into fights for your family. In the order of Melchizedek, rescuing your family is worth the fight. Talk to me, somebody. You know, you, can, you cannot be neutral when the devil is killing everybody around you. At some point, you have to rise. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ask God, God, let me pay whatever price it takes for me to be the deliverer to my family. But by God, I won't sit around and see the devil kill my family one after the other. The devil is a liar. Are you with me, somebody? So, Abraham find, so this person goes to Abraham and verse 14. Now, Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive. He armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house. And they went in pursuit as far as done. He divided his forces against them by night. Okay? And he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobra, which is north of Damascus. Now, this is what was not a simple thing. These men, these people that Abraham attacks with 318 men, with a few guys, you know, uh, I mean, according to uh, uh, history, you know, the, 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 there's an estimation there was a less, I mean, between Abraham and his allies of less than a thousand people, and they destroyed an army that had destroyed several nations. These were hundreds of thousands of men. How many know that is not natural, that is supernatural? God is involved in with Abraham. Talk to me, somebody. I found out when you, are, when you get involved in the right fight, God will send every resource he has to help you. And so he's in there fighting, and verse 16 says, So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot, his people, as well as the women and the people. He brought back uh, all the goods as well as the women and the people. You know, I want to focus on the women, that he brought back the women. You see, talk to me, somebody. The one of the things I found about the order of Melchizedek, that whatever the, you begin to teach about the priesthood of Melchizedek, this priesthood, talk to me somebody, is very focused on making sure that the women find their places of destiny within the economy of the kingdom. This is why Yeshua, when he came, he, he, he did not come as a Levite, because in the Levitical priesthood, women were not allowed to be part of the priesthood. This is, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact Jesus' association with women was one of the reasons why the rabbi did not take him seriously. Because not, not, no rabbi had disciples, women following him around, but Jesus did. A bunch of women, and he loved them too. And they loved him. Talk to me, somebody. Jesus honored women's, uh, women so much, you know, whatever priesthood he was representing, because remember, he's here for the restoration of all things, right? Jesus was a restorer. Are you catching what I'm saying? So everything he does must be viewed through the lenses of restoration. He's trying to restore something Satan broke. And I'm going to tell you that one, thing, that one of the things Jesus came to do to restore through the order of Melchizedek is the office of woman. I'm going to get to it at the end of this and you will be bled, you'll be so surprised. Talk to me somebody. Amen. See, if you don't understand what God has done, you won't understand what the culture wars are about. Because the enemy knows how to frame narratives in the culture today, you know, but he's the same devil trying to destroy the same things that God is trying to restore. Are you with me, somebody? Or oh, that God has restored. 
Verse 17, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of, of Chavez. That's the king's valley. And after his return from the defeat of Kirodama, and the kings were with him. Verse 18, then Melchizedek, then what? Then Melchizedek, to God, the Bible introduces us to a man called Melchizedek, a priest. We find that he's a priest of God. Melchizedek, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He brought out what? Bread and wine. He was the priest of what? God Mosai. Okay? He was what? A priest of what? God Mosai. Okay? I, 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 mean, I, I mean, I tell you, it takes me days to teach on the order of Melchizedek. So you have to appreciate that I'm condensing a lot of things. Get the book. It will really bless you. But I want to tell you, uh, some, uh, but I'll drop some nuggets of some things God has shown me over the years as he's been teaching me the order of Melchizedek. You know, he said, you know, this priest, Melchizedek, was a priest of God Mosai. You know, of God Mosai literally means this, that his priesthood, talk to me somebody, was God first, man second. So this is what's wrong with ministry today, that it's man first, and God, we find a place to put God. So we create ministry structures that are designed to make everybody comfortable except God. So everybody's comfortable, but God is not. Are you get what I'm saying? Everybody has, their, everybody has their program except God's program. Are you get what I'm saying? This is why the enemy is attacking the church, making us irrelevant, because we have numbers, but we don't have voice. Only God can bring voice. You got what I'm saying? Or oh, talk to me, somebody. We have numbers, but the culture has not been affected by our numbers because we don't have the voice of God and the power of God behind us. Because we've made sure everybody's comfortable, but nobody thought long enough to think, what does the owner of the house want? In the Melchizedek order, the priesthood changes. It's God-centric and man-second. And God had to learn this very, very quickly. He said, Francis, if you give me what I need, you won't have to worry about what men need. Because I would deal with it. Are you guys what I'm saying? He was a priest of God Mosai. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that on Mother's Day, talk to me somebody, man. Today God wants to change your disposition. Talk to me somebody. He wants to make you very God-centric. Some of the God say, Lord, make me very God-centric. Pleasing you before I please anybody else. He was a priest of God, Mosai, the Bible says, and he blessed Abraham, is that right? And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham of God, Mosai, the possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God, Mosai, who has delivered your what? Your enemies, what? Into what? Your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. All right? Now, the word, now the word Melchizedek is a very interesting word. The word. You see, in Hebrew, names are very important in the Hebraic understanding. You see, in a Hebraic understanding, and your name tell, is, was designed to be a prophecy of what you are becoming. What you are to be. So naming was not just something, oh my Lord, you know, it, she looks cute. Why don't we just call her blanket? Talk to me somebody. Are you get what I'm saying? Then you're surprised the child always wants to sleep all the time. Are, are you get what I'm saying? Because in the Hebraic understanding, they understood that names could not be disconnected from, from what the destiny or the function of something. So and if you wanted to understand something, that's why the name was important. That's why, when, that's why, when, that's why, jo that's why Moses, when, the when God made him on the burning bush, he told God, he said, God, okay, you are sending me. When I go back to the children of Israel, what, what name 
What is your name? Why is, why is that important? Because it, it was a culture where the, whatever name God used would tell them exactly what he was, he was fixing to do with them. So the word Melchizedek is a Hebrew name, Hebrew title. It's, it's, it's a name, it's, it's made up of two words in Hebrew, Meleki and Sedek. Okay, Meleki and Sedek. When you put it, Meleki is king, Zedek is righteousness. So his name is supposed to tell you who he is. He's the king of righteousness. Are you catching what I'm saying? Oh, my God. He's the king of what? He's the king of what? Righteousness. Okay? He's the one that makes people righteous, but he also is the king of everything that's right. He, every, that means everything that goes wrong is the only one who can make it right. You catch that? Not, not only does he make, are you catching what I'm saying? So you know what righteousness means? When you say right, I'm righteous, you're simply made, I've been made right with God. That's what it means. You have been right, made what? Right with God. You are now in right standing is that with God. Is that right? Okay. So if he's the king of righteousness, then he's obsessed with making things that have been broken become right aligned again. Including our understanding of what it means to be a woman. Talk to me, somebody. Because in the fall, w w let's get now, let's get into that part of the order, Melchizedek. I guess what I'm saying. Let's get into because that's one of uh, what I want, I want to focus on in the few minutes I have because it's Mother's Day. How can you have Mother's Day and talk about men? That would be very chauvinistic, is right? <laughs> Amen. So this is Mother's Day. I want to focus on that. For the, I want to deal with that aspect of the order, Melchizedek, that deals with the issue. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. It's very interesting. That now watch this. When you understand that word, that woman, I'm going to show you the woman in in the body in the Bible is not the is woman is not uh, is not is not so much gender because gender is female. Gender is the, the when the Bible wants to focus on gender, it says female. When the Bible talks about woman, it's actually talking about an office that was a co-equal branch of government with the office of man. And that all oh, those offices, are you catching what I'm saying? Amen? Are you catching what I'm saying? So, God, when, oh, this is interesting. You know, we know that, we know that uh, in the, it's very, very interesting that it was after, are you catching what I'm saying? You know, um, it's very, very interesting how God uses, uh, uh, you, uh, you're going to say, you, I'm going to show you this, it's very interesting how God distinguishes white, uh, uh, the name of a female from the office itself, woman. Because, it's because in the fall of Adam and Eve, it has become so convoluted that in the Bible, the Bible uh, uh, who <coughs> makes, uh, makes some interchanges that I want to deal with today so you can understand what we are celebrating today on Mother's Day. Are you catch what I'm saying? So let, let's, uh, in the book of Genesis 1.26, you don't have to turn to it, God created man in his own image. Is that right? Is that right? According to our likeness. According to what? Our likeness. Let them have what? Dominion over the what? The fish of the what? The sea. Over the beds of the air. Over the curtain. Over all the earth. Over every creeping thing that creeps what? I got you what I'm saying? Amen? So watch this. So God created man in his what? God created man in what? In his own image. And then it says, in the image of God, he created what? Him. Is that right? 
male and female, he created what? Them. Are you, with me? Are you guys what I'm saying? So in the man, talk to me somebody, there were two spirits. God had not yet separated the spirit of the woman from the man. Are you guys what I'm saying? But these two spirits put in temperate bodies or offices had the capacity to, you know, so God says, listen, they were, you know, you know, watch this. So God says, in him, then he says male and female. That means the female was still in the man until God put him to sleep. Is that right? See, the spirit, you know, one of the reasons why sometimes over the years the church has developed theologies that, that, that encourage looking down on women is because of the fallacy of thinking that, uh, the, that the woman's spirit was created at the same time her body was. But the truth of the matter, the matter is that in the man there was two spirits. In the Hebrew it says, and God breathed into his nostrils the breath of lives. Lives. All God needed was now to take the spirit that looked like him, talk to me somebody, out of the, out of the, the body of a man. Well, that looks weird. Well, it's not weird when you think of the body as a house. Talk to me somebody. You don't find it weird to say, I, 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 this is weird. One house has got 20 people living in it. <laughs> Hello? It's not weird. I got what I'm saying. You know, but God put the spirit of the woman. There was the spirit and the, of the man and the woman were created by God on the same time through the same breath. So there is not one who is above the other when it comes to spirits. But in terms of the body, the woman's body was made second. Are you catching what I'm saying? That does not make a number two. Are you catching what I'm saying? She's a co-equal branch of the government of God. Occupying a different office. Talk to me, somebody. And that office had duties that are different for the man. Are you catching what I'm saying? Under the office of woman, God put the power of reproduction. That office, that power to, for, to reproduce does not exist in the man. Talk to me, somebody. God, are you, are you, are you with me, somebody? You know, I want to talk to you about this. Is, this, is, this, is a, this will be a very exciting. I'm, I'm going to show you a couple of things. Turn with me very quickly to the book of Genesis. I, I mean, it's, you're still, you see, how I, you see how, I love, how I love Genesis? Can't get out of it. It's, it's, uh, amen. Man, no matter how many times I try, is that, is that the only book I know? People are thinking, my God, does he know any other book? The whole time he's been here. Are you catching what I'm saying? Yes. So let's first look at what Adam said when the woman was created. Are you guys what I'm saying? Genesis what? Genesis what? Uh, Genesis chapter 2, sorry. I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 2, verse 21. Let's look at how she was created so we can appreciate Yeah. Are you with me?
Are you catching what I'm saying? All right. Let's look at verse, uh, verse, let's begin from verse 20. So Adam gave, an, uh, so Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper. There was not found what? A helper comparable what? To him. There was not found what? A helper comparable what? To him. Right? Okay, so watch this now. Amen? In other words, whatsoever God is going to create, talk to me somebody, you know, is not second in any way because God is creating this other person. Okay, are you got what I'm saying? So that because she carries inherently gifts within her that are the missing pieces of what the man needs to do so that together the man and the woman can fulfill the total plan of God on the earth. Are you catching what I'm saying? Are you catching? So watch this now. Amen? And uh, uh, that's why even our apostolic network, we don't just have men apostles. We have even female apostles. Why? Because they carry something in the office of woman that gives them a way of looking at things. No matter how many times I fast and pray, I can never see the same way. Are you catching what I'm saying? We are both apostles, but we say differently. Because of the offices we occupy, one is, talk to me, I'm in the office of the man, she's in the office of the woman. And God allows our spirits to say differently because of the bent of our offices. Are you catching what I'm saying? Amen? But whatever she's carrying, I need it, and whatever I'm carrying, she's needed, because God designed it that we cannot fulfill it without it. Talk to me, somebody. Are you with me, somebody? Okay? Oh, hallelujah. Amen? So do not mistake the office of woman for the... Being a wife. Are you catch what I'm saying? Amen? So watch this now. Watch this. He says, he says, 21, and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he, sa- and, and he slept and took out of his rib and closed up the flesh in his place. Okay? Then all the rib which the, the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a what? A woman. Is that right? He made into what? A woman. Okay. What's this now? And he brought her to the man. Is that right? And Adam said, this is now bone of my what? My bones. Flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called what? Woman. Okay. Because she was taken out of the what? The man. But he noticed that in a, in, in a in, talk to me somebody man. That in our office, she had been given uh, another aspect in our body. She had been given something the man was not given. The womb. Is that right? Are you guys what I'm saying? And so she shall be called woman because she's got something I don't have. Are you guys what I'm saying? But together, talk to me somebody. Working together, this is how we're going to populate the earth. So that earth can become truly a colony of, of, of heaven. Are you catching what I'm saying? So watch this now. Verse 23. Uh, uh, verse 24, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother. Is that what? His what? Mother and what? Father. Is that right? Is, is that right? And he joined and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not what? Ashamed. They were not what? Ashamed. That word ashamed means there was nothing between them that was not, that was not equal. There was nothing between them where one felt def- deficient, the other one was whatever. No, there was they, they, they stood between each other toe to toe, and there was no one was deficient. You catch what I'm saying? 
Are you catching what I'm saying? Watch this now. Now let's turn to the book of Genesis 3. That in Genesis 3, we're going to find out that God treats the, way, the, wo the woman as an office, even though there's a, there's a, they, they, yeah, yeah, even though there's a female or a her involved, but God really treats the terminology woman. And I'm going to show you uh, in closing how Yeshua did the same thing when he rose from the dead. Because watch this now. How many know it would have been so easy for God to have called her Eve to make life simple? But that's not what God did. He called a woman. You catch what I'm saying? Because she was representing an office that would be occupied by many females with different names. Are you catching what I'm saying? But that order, but that office will be able to do the, uh, uh, the people, the females called that office, are going to have certain characteristics that are very common to uh, that aspect of creation and what they have to do with that dimension. So, I'm, so watch what happens here. The, woman, the, and, and the man said, the woman whom you gave me to be, to be with me, she gave me of the tree. And, but by the way, well, notice, Satan was looking for authority in the earth. Are you catching what I'm saying? He went and spoke. Talk to me, somebody. Are, are you catching what I'm saying? He went and spoke to the woman. Watch this now. Are you catching what I'm saying? He went and spoke uh, to, the, uh, to the woman, meaning that Satan recognized that she had an office, an authority, just like the man, to open the gate. Are you catching what I'm saying? Otherwise, why would you bother going talking to a woman, talk to me, somebody, amen, who had no authority? God gave her the same level of authority or dominion on the earth as the man was given. Are you catching what I'm saying? So, so Satan wanting to negotiate with her is a proof that he, 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 he what? He, he recognized the office she was in. That she was a co-ruler, a co-equal of the government of God on the earth. She was not an employee in the business. She was a co-ruler with the man of the planet earth. So watch this now. God says this. Watch this. Verse 13. And the Lord God said to the woman, you know, see, guys, you it would almost sound. It would almost sound. It would almost sound uh, rude, okay, for me to go and say to a woman in our culture, woman. If I know her name, people are like, "Why did just call she, her name is me? Why is why did woman?" But see, God is trying to tell you something. I'm more just talking to. I'm talking to the office, not just from here through eternity. It's an office. Let's talk. Are you get what I'm saying? Watch this. Oh, oh my God. So he, says, he, says, he says, woman, what is this you have done? Is that right? What is this you have what? Done. Now, this may look judgmental, but God is actually affirming that our office was powerful enough to do things. <laughs> she could transact on behalf of the kingdom. She could obligate the kingdom to the agreement she made. Talk to me, somebody. God said, what have you done? Which means God recognized that in her office, she had done something that had put, had obligated the kingdom. What have you done? You know, and the Lord said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust. Is that right? All the days of your what? Life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman. And the what? Notice, and the woman. He's talking about the office. 
I'm going to put the enmity between you and the woman. Okay? And the woman. The woman. <laughs> the woman. Is that right? And between you, between your seed and our seed. That means the woman has, in her office has power to produce seed that can deal with the devil. Oh, my God. That's why we are here to celebrate Mother's Day. Talk to me, somebody. Because the woman, you see, you, see, you don't understand women why the devil attacks women. Everywhere in the world, women are, I mean, why does the devil hate women so much? Because there's something you represent. Talk to me, somebody. Amen? Listen to me. Are you catching what I'm saying? God cannot, the Satan cannot destroy the plan of God until he can destroy the office of the woman that keeps producing seed that can become a revivalist, an evangelist. Talk to me, somebody. Everything Satan has ever suffered has come from the office of the woman. What she produces. Talk to me, somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen. When Jesus was coming in the earth, he, could he managed to sidestep the man, but not the woman. <laughs> Joseph was allowed to participate as a parent, but the, Mary was really involved. Because only our office, my God, only our office carried, talk to me somebody, the department of the womb <laughs> that could bring a seed in the world. I catch what I'm saying, which means that in our office as a woman, the woman is not just a, a person who's a female, a woman is an ancient gate. She is an ancient gate between the natural and spiritual world. Oh my God. This you're not being fought just because you are a girl, whatever. It's because you are of what you represent. If you took out all the women on the earth. That's why it's really this pathetic move to act and act like men can be pregnant is stupid. Because that pregnancy was never, womb was not given to the office of the man. That office is under, come, talk to me somebody. If, amen? Are you guys what I'm saying? Listen, if the devil could get, let me tell me. If the devil had a choice and God told him, okay, between the man and the woman, I'm giving one shot. Who do you want to kill off? They will be like, I'm going to kill the woman. Why? Because if I kill the woman, these men are going to die off over time. But if the woman's office continues to function, she can replenish the earth. With more revivalists, with more, with more pastors. Talk to me, somebody. Her office can replenish the earth. Talk to me, somebody. The woman, what, what, turn, turn with me the, very quickly. I'm going to give two, two more. I'm going to give you one more script, a scripture here, but I want to relate it to the women, and I'm going to end with what Jesus said to Mary Magdalene. If you go to the book of um, um, what um, the book of, um, I want you to go to the book of Genesis, uh, no Psalm chapter 24, Psalm 24, the book of Psalm, very quickly, and then we're going to pray. Yeah, Psalm what? Psalm 24. I believe it's Psalm 24. <laughs> Look at verse 7. Okay? But I'm going to apply it to women. Lift up, lift up your heads, all you gates. 
Okay? Lift up your what? Heads, or you what? Gates. And be lifted up, you everlasting what? Doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who do you think the heads is talking about? How can a gate have a head? Unless the gate is a human. Oh, come on. Lift up your heads. What gates is he talking about? Because this gate has a head. There's only two people who have heads, men and women. I'm talking about outside of the animals, which God doesn't come through. You know, God doesn't come to the animals. But my point is, he says, lift up your heads, you gates. This is why the devil hates Mother's Day. This is why he hates women. That's why every, even the Muslim culture, who, do they, who does the, the, the religion mistreat the most? The women. Because Satan hates that office. It's not just men being chauvinistic. It is the devil showing his hatred for the office he fears the most. So when the writer is saying, all your gates, which is be lifted up, you everlasting doors. So whosoever this, so whosoever this head, whosoever this head is, there are a gate. Is that right? Is that right? There are what? Is that right? Amen. There are gates. Be lifted up. There are doors. Is that right? <laughs> are you catching what I'm saying? There are what? There are gates. Is that right? And there are everlasting doors. And the king of glory uses these gates and doors to come in. <laughs> are you catching what I'm saying? So let me show you. Let me work, work, work this out. Can I work it out? A gate gives you access to a territory. Talk to me, somebody. But you haven't arrived until you get in a room. So you need, so you need, so gates open up a territory. Is that right? Are you get what I'm saying? Amen? So, but, 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 uh, but those uh, imply you've entered into a room or you've been accepted. So then, for instance, I can get into Tennessee, talk to me somebody, I'm in the territory, talk to me somebody, but until I get into a room, I've not really arrived. I could be passing through. Are you catching what I'm saying? Now I'm going to explain what that, what, what that means. Okay? So, God wants to bring a deliverer, like a Moses. Is that right? He says to the woman, lift up your head, you gate. She's a gate pest. Why? Because I have to allow this spirit that's out here to come into the territory first. So the gate is the womb. Talk to me somebody. But we know that a child can arrive in the womb and never get in the room. Because she can be aborted. So when the woman that gives birth, she's acting as a doe. So when she receives from God, she's a gate. But you just, and the gate. So the child is in the tummy. He's in the territory. He could become an apostle. He could become a prophet. But not yet. Because the door hasn't yet opened. And when the door opens, she releases blood and water. To let to know that what had come in a gate is now passing through the door. Now the child has arrived to do something on the earth. 
<laughs> so when God is creating the office of the woman, he's excited. Because this is how I'm going to get in when they mess it up. <laughs> I'm going to find a girl who has the office of a woman. Talk to me, somebody. And I'm going to say, Mary, what? Open your gate. Lift your head, girl. Talk to me, somebody. You are highly favored. Why is he telling her that? Because the spirit of depression is released on women by Satan to close the gate. That's why the angel had to give her, had to romance her with words. So she could lift up her gate. <laughs> because the way enemy can close the gate, so you don't even get to the door, is by making the woman so discouraged, so into herself. Talk to me, somebody. <laughs> that she doesn't want to carry things in her full term. She's so discouraged. Her head is downcast. So the king says, Come on, lift your head. You, somebody. You are highly favored. Everybody in heaven is talking about me, me. Because women love words. Really? Oh, yeah. If, do you know Mary? What is it? We got a big billboard of Mary in heaven. What? They know me. Oh, yeah, they know you. What is, what is the angel doing? Lift your gate. Because your gate can't. You can't receive from the spirit when you are too caught up in yourself. When you're too caught up in yourself discouraged, trying to kill yourself, thinking you're miserable, aiming good, whatever it will affect. And by the way, those emotions will affect the seed that will come through the gate. Your child will pick up the discouragement, the unworthiness. <sighs> Lift your head or you everlasting those. <sighs> Are you catching what I'm saying? Imagine if you're the devil. You got the children of Israel exactly where you want them to be. Bound in bondage. But Satan, watch this now, but here's the problem. There was a woman in Egypt whose gate just opened up for Moses. Talk to me, somebody. Are you guys what I'm saying? Amen. He says, <laughs> are you guys, are, are you guys catching this? Oh, my God. Watch this now. Who is this king of glory? That means women can, call, can carry glory because if God passes through them, then they are glory carriers. Who is the king of glory? The strong, the Lord, strong and mighty. Lord is mighty in battle. Lift up your heads twice again. All you gates. He's talking about the woman. Lift up your everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord of hosts, the King, is, he is the King of Glory. Isn't it amazing how God just writes a template of how he's going to come in? Are you with me, somebody? Today, we're not here just to represent. Talk to me, somebody. We're not just here to represent women or female. Because being a woman who is a female... Is inevitable. Okay? You don't have to practice for it, you just have to be born that way. But becoming a woman requires cooperating with the Holy Spirit. To understand I'm a gate, 
I'm a gate. Today we are here to celebrate a gate. New everlasting doors. I'm here today changing the world because the woman who was the gate and the everlasting door that brought me into the world is in heaven right now smiling at how well I'm doing. Are you with me, somebody? And everything the devil has suffered because of my life, he hates my mother for it. He blames her for everything. Are you with me, somebody? That's why as men, we have to rise and just stand with our women and just celebrate them. Talk to me, somebody. We cannot do kingdom without these females who are occupying the office of woman. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. Are you catching what I'm saying? In that office of woman, she's an ancient gate. She's an everlasting door. She's a natural. She's a sister. She's a mother. In that office. She's a seer. She's an intercessor. In that office. She's a warrior. Are you with me? Because the serpent deceived her and maligned her office. You watch him say? In the garden. Yeshua, who's the restorer of all things, knows wherever something, wherever something broke, that's where you fix it. So let's end with how it, it should end. John chapter 20. John chapter 20. And then we are done. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask all the mothers to stand. And I'm going to bless you, all you everlasting doors, all you ancient gates. Every f Talk to me, someone. Every female is going to stand. Because even the single lady, you're about to get married. You're about to become a mother someday. And sometimes you've not even had your own children, but mothering is in your office. You may take a boy or a girl who has never had love or nurturing, and you become the mother. At the cross, Jesus represented that the woman from our office can mother a child who never came through her. How do you know that? Because at the cross, the Bible says, and Jesus saw the disciple whom he loved standing next to Mary. And he said, woman, behold your son. In your office, mother him like you mothered me. John needs it. Are you catching what I'm saying? Is it amazing what a God he is? That he had the he had the will all. I mean, always, I mean, without with all that suffering, he had the he had the frame of mind to care about John's future. He's a that's the boy that sleeps on mama. That's the boy that sleeps on my bosom. That tells you a lot. John is a cuddly type. <laughs> I don't care about Peter. He'll be fine. But John. He's a hugger, and he needs a mom. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, hey, that was what they were, they were the drive. <laughs> so we ended with uh, 20 of John. Are you catching what I'm saying? Watch this. Look at this. John chapter 20, verse 15, from verse 15 to 18. Jesus said to her, now remember, Jesus has been resurrected, is right? From the dead, is right? He's a resurrected Yeshua, he has conquered hell, death, and the grave, is that right? 
Mary Magdalene comes looking for him. Is that right? Now, would it, it wouldn't be very strange since Mary and Jesus were very close. Is that right? There, she was his disciple. She walked together. That means Jesus knew his name as Mary. But when she, he sees her in the garden, he doesn't call her Mary. He says, woman. Almost rude. God, I thought you knew me. Come on, friends. I thought you knew me. Woman, really? I thought you knew my name. But Jesus is not restoring a name. He's resurrected. The first thing he wants to welcome is a female who's come back to an old, and what? A restored office. She comes looking for him. I guess what I'm saying? She comes what? Looking for him. Is that right? Because in her office, why does she come looking for him? Something in her. Something in her just said, just go and check up on Jesus. And everybody knows she's dead. But women can have that. They have a gift of discernment in that office. They be like, I don't know what it is. I just feel something. I feel something. Let's go and check it out. Because she has radar, radar in her office that can keep, keep, up, keep up something to do with the family. Something is shifted. She comes, and that's why she's the first person to discover he was alive. He was alive. But she gets there, but watch what happens. Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? She supposed him to be the gardener. What? The gardener. Why did he look like a garden? Because he took her back to the garden. What was destroyed in the garden can be restored in another garden. The office of woman. Are you catching what I'm saying? Are you catching what I'm saying? He, yeah, he says, he said, she thought him to be a gardener and said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take care of him. I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. See, now, so he knew her all the time. But why are you as a woman? Because, you see, the office has been restored. Mary, just Mary, you, you won't be the only one. There's going to be a thousand. There will be Marys. There will be, there'll be Ruths. There will be Deborahs who are going to occupy that office. Woman. A co-ruler in the branch of God, government. What she says commits heaven. What the man says commits heaven. They are co-rulers of this planet. But the people occupy the office will change. Just like the office of the presidency does the same. See, the office doesn't change. The office of the presidency is the executive office of this. In other words, everything ascribed to that office stays with the office even when the person occupying the office leaves. But the people who occupy the office who come different names. John F. Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, John Trump, Bill Clinton, Obama. It doesn't matter. The office, though, remains the same. God says, I'm just restored an office. But many different names will rise Talk to me, somebody. So there will be many Marys who are so beaten down, they never become women because they never break free into the office. They stay victimized by the history of Mary or the history of Ruth, never to become the woman who can speak on behalf of God and, and commit heaven and earth to what she's saying. I believe God is doing something special. I want all the women to stand up now. All the women. And brothers, amen, let's stretch our hands in support towards our women. Talk to me, somebody. I want 
all the men. We're going to bless the women with that scripture. I want you to prophetically. Amen. I want you to prophetically speak. Hallelujah. We're going to speak into our women by the spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Men, women, just lift up your hands to the Lord. Just lift up your hands to the Lord. And say, Heavenly Father, on this Mother's Day, I stand ready to receive all the impartation of government, authority, power that comes with the office. Woman. In Jesus' name. Now, brothers, you stretch your hands towards them and you say this as you're stretching. So, brothers, we can switch towards several women. Just stretch your hands towards them and say this, and, and say this loudly as we bless them. Lift up your heads, all you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Women, we as men support you from our office. We endorse you in Jesus' name as glory carriers. We bless you to continue to be gates. We bless you to continue to be gates between the natural and the spirit world. We bless you to continue to be everlasting doors between the womb and earth. We bless you to be the bringers, to be the open door, the king of glory will always use to come in and bless us all. In Jesus' name, we cancel as men with our God-given authority, as stewards of the earth. We cancel every demonic attack that has ever come against you. Every demonic attack that made you feel less than. We declare you healed today by the power of God. On behalf of any man, father or brother or boyfriend, who misrepresented our office. And instead of being a man, was a jerk towards you, molested you, defiled you, demeaned you, de demeaned you, we as men, by the law of proxy, we stand on, on behalf of those men and say we are sorry. For all the injury you've suffered from males who failed to properly represent the office of man.
we bless you. We now release you into your destiny. Let nothing hold you back in what God called you to do. We declare it released in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, man, I feel the anointing. Wow, that was powerful. I hope the ladies felt that one. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. People are getting delivered here. We're getting healed. Come on, somebody. Amen. 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 Women, we salute you. Come on, somebody. We salute you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Told you. If you need some duct tape to hold your head together after this, we'll have it at the door. So, uh, Elders, come back up here really quick, please. Sandy, would you come up, hon? Francis, would you and Carmela come up, please? We want to lay hands on you guys and send you out of here with a blessing. And you guys have so blessed us. But we... <clears throat> so if you guys would... Right on the line there. There you go. What a powerful word, brother. Oh, my goodness. I think my pants are on fire. I don't know. Oh, guys, lay hands on them, please. Let's just, let's just take a moment here. Extend your hands, please. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Hmm. Father, in your word, you say a faithful employee is as, is, welcome, is as welcome as a cool breeze on a hot summer day. And Father, I just thank you for the revelatory teaching that you brought to this house. And it's just like it's just like that, God. It's like a cool breeze on a hot summer day. So, so welcome and so needed. But, Father, I pray that today we would take what we've learned and we would employ it in your service, God. We wouldn't just take it home and say, that was a nice sermon, our sermons, our conference, but we would go home and really do something with this, God. Wow. And, Father, I just pray a blessing over Carmela and Francis, God, that you would open up the heavens and provide provisions and resources beyond their wildest dreams, God. Mm. Thank you, God. Father, that you would go before them. Father, in fact, I pray, God, that you would build a wall on their right and on their left and behind them so high that none of the enemy's darts could touch them in any way, shape, or form, God. And, Father, is they're faithful to continue putting one foot in front of the other, they're going to find themselves walking into territory they never dreamed was even there. God, you're so big and you're so vast. Thank you, God. From glory to glory, Lord. Wow. Father, we also pray that you would send the biggest, buffest angels you've got to keep them safe. Oh, my goodness. You'd keep their equipment moving forward. Everything would be accounted for. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Father God. I pray for more revelation, fresh revelation, more fire coming down from heaven, more visitation.
more opening up your word in Jesus' name. Father God, continue, continue fire from heaven, freshness, words of life in Jesus' name. Father God, we have not touched the power that's coming. More dreams, more visions, more revelation. So that this world will become free. We declare freedom over this nation, over our families. Father, that everyone will proclaim that you are Lord, you are King. More oracles, Lord but more through this couple in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Wow. I would like to.